All right. And it says we are live. We didn't have any uh, technical difficulties uh, starting this up today, which is good. Even though we're five minutes we're, late, we're, we're a few minutes late. I, I won't, uh, I won't point any fingers here. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome to see everybody. I'm, I'm excited for uh, another episode. This is episode 132 of Divi Chat. It's every time I like say the number out loud, it's just crazy uh, how many episodes we've done and how fast time goes by. So today we are going to be talking all about hosting and Divi. And uh, despite what some people may say, I've seen in the groups where people say, you know, a host is a host and like it doesn't have anything to do with Divi. I, I kind of beg to differ a little bit, but we'll we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, but first, I demand to differ. I demand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't beg. Please let me differ. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's introduce this awesome panel we have here today. And uh, Tammy, it's been a while since we've seen you. I'm super excited to, to see you on. Uh, let's yeah. uh, start start with you introducing yourself. I'm oh, glad to be back. And I'm Tammy Grant from Orlando, Florida, and uh, representing Sunflower Creatives, Brand Elemental, and thecoachingmarketplace.com. I can be found on Twitter at your blog place. Awesome. Great to see you. All right. Stephanie. Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. I am coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I run a white label WordPress maintenance company called Focus WP. And you can find me there at focuswp.co. And we also have um, a Facebook group called Focus on Your Biz, which is um, really helpful. And I think this kind of topic, I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if it comes up again. It's come up in the group a lot. And there's some really useful opinions and other um, experts in the group there too. Well, yeah. Th thanks for inviting me to that group. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's Guys, you were here when I started it. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm lucky to remember my name some days. <laughs> Tim, how's it going, man? How's that California weather? It is going well. It's uh, at the kind of the, the in-between stage where it's, um, kind of hot enough to turn on the AC, but not hot enough to like make me actually want to spend the money to do it because electricity in California is a lot more expensive than Texas where I previously lived. But, um, overall it's great. Uh, nice and sunny. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm Tim Streifler. You can find me online at divilife.com where I sell my Divi products, uh, timstreifler.com client services, wpgears.com, uh, tutorials, courses, and then, of course, Divi.chat, where you'll find all of our beautiful faces. So, yeah, happy to be here. Stoked for this topic. Uh, Hosting is kind of a loaded topic, but, yeah, it'll be fun. Excellent. Yeah, I, 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 you guys are on PG&E either, right, Tim? Even in Southern California? Pacific We're on what? PG uh, uh, go with no. San Diego Gas and Electric. Uh, okay. Lucky we're technically not in San Diego, but we're like, it's yeah. San Clemente is a southernmost city in Orange County. So we're like just barely. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I was reading from those like central kind of North central California fires last year that the rates like for PG&E are just like outrageous. So when I used oh, to live there, that makes sense. it was, it was expensive. Yeah. All right. Well, and we'll talk about uh, utility bills in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, Corey Jenkins. Very happy to be here today. Uh, hosting is a is a topic I'm kind of passionate about. 
And uh, you can find me at divvy.space, aspengrovestudios.com, divvy.chats, and several other areas. And in a couple of weeks here, uh, I've been taunting Tim with this a little bit, but we're going to make another uh, announcement um, for yet another another kind of venture. So happy Oh, my goodness. I know. You're at your limit. You're at your limit of URLs. That's it. You, you, you sound like my wife. No he's, more. He's, he's not at his limit until all of his hairs are gray. And then it's like, <laughs> it's, it's getting close. <laughs> yeah. One, one more kid on the way and another business and that it's, it's coming soon. Sure. <laughs> seems like good All story. right. Well, Tim, as per usual, why don't you uh, kick us off here with a, cool. what with is hosting, Tim? Hosting. Absolutely. So just like uh, when you have a retail space, you need a physical location, your website, even though it's digital, it still needs some sort of physical location. And so hosting is servers that are located in data centers around the world. And uh, I'm not going to go too much more into that. I think we all know what hosting is. But this episode, as I mentioned, is a loaded topic. Uh, there's a lot of different companies out there, a lot of competition. It's a very saturated market. And again, it's a loaded topic so much so that most Facebook groups, unless it's a hosting specific Facebook group like uh, Corey and his team started, uh, don't allow hosting questions because it gets people fired up. Uh, one company that someone raves about, the other person just has horrible experiences with. And so there's a lot of different choices, a lot of different things to look at. Um, probably all four of us are going to have uh, slightly different uh, companies that we recommend, and we'll talk about that. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll kind of dig deeper and talk about kind of the things to look for and what makes a good hosting company. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's a, a, a great topic that um, it's almost kind of frowned upon in terms of talking about it because it's like almost like a never ending uh, rabbit hole down uh, talking about hosting. Cause yeah, I was telling um, the group here in our uh, private Slack channel that I could talk about hosting for hours because there's just so many different avenues and things to talk about. So hopefully we'll condense it to an hour. Yeah. And, and the, the group, the group uh, Tim is talking about is Divi and WordPress hosting group. And yeah, we, we did kind of form it out of a necessity of like people getting frustrated by maybe not being able to talk about hosting in some of, some of the Divi groups. Um, so we started that and we're very fortunate enough to have like, our own like resident hosting guru, guru uh, Alex on board, who kind of operates his own hosting company. But having Alex and our team, we're, we have the flexibility to like have our own, um, you know, have our own dedicated servers. And we completely uh, install our own like, you know, software and, and operating system and everything on those. So we're fortunate in that fact. So which is why I might have a little bit different perspective currently on, on hosting, but I've in, in my, uh, Jeez, 12, 12 years of, of WordPressing, I guess. I've, I've come across uh, a lot of different hosts and worked with a lot of different ones. So, all right, guys. Well, how shall we uh, kind of kick this off here? Do we want to talk about um, kind of, kind of hosting general and, and different type of hosts? Or? What about uh, just right out of the gate? Maybe Tim can run down the difference between shared um, hosting, dedicated hosting, managed hosting. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. I should have thought of that in my definition. <laughs> That's all right. I'm so, here. I got I'm going to just lob it up to you. And, and so, cloud hosting, Tim. 
Okay, sounds good. So shared hosting is essentially where hosting companies will take a server and then they'll cram hundreds of websites on the same server with shared resources, shared everything. And uh, you, you sometimes it can go really well. Sometimes it can go horribly wrong. And we'll, we'll share some of our horror stories uh, because you're basically at the mercy of not the hosting company, but all those other sites that are on that same server, making sure that they're not sucking up resources. They're not doing anything spammy to get uh, IP addresses blacklisted. Um, so that's shared hosting. That's kind of your bottom tier shared hosting, of course. Uh, not all shared hosting is created equal. There is some good shared hosting where they do things to make it a little more uh, high quality. Um, and then there's VPS, which stands for virtual private server server. And basically what that is, is it's kind of like a server within a server. So if you have a, a, a server, well, they'll chop it up, you know, a few different times and then they have, uh, it's basically partitioned. So each customer has their own private resources. So they basically have their own server within that larger server. And so what the other, companies do other websites do that are on that server does not affect your site when you have a vps uh, because it's it's separate you have your own dedicated resources within uh within a server and then uh, a dedicated server is when you have the entire server to yourself there's no other sites on there you have everything uh you're not limited by anything it's kind of your top tier but again not all dedicated servers are created equal you can get uh, a really crappy dedicated server that performs worse than really good shared hosting or really good uh, VPS. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, and then cloud hosting is uh, kind of uh, elusive and hard to explain, but basically you don't have one server. It's kind of a network of, of different servers that are together. And so your, your site isn't always on just one server and it can you can scale resources and bring resources down as needed and so it's really flexible or elastic is another word to describe uh, cloud hosting i don't know a ton about cloud hosting i'm not going to pretend that i do but um for example google cloud uh it's actually what flywheel uses or they're migrating to uh wp engine uses it along with aws and so basically you kind of have uh benefits of being on a cloud network um so yeah did i miss anything oh manage uh, so ser serverless yeah. uh, hosting architecture oh Oof. yeah that's <laughs> way over my <laughs> head but there is wordpress managed hosting that's kind of considered premium hosting for wordpress because rather than just kind of giving you a server and allowing you to install stuff yourself uh wordpress comes pre-installed usually they'll have uh, backups uh, kind of bundled in automatically, one stitch, one click staging. Um, and then what else? Uh, additional layers of security built in. And then they also, uh, like WP Engine, for example, they, they literally, they do manage it, not on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but they uh, have scripts in place to look at uh, plugins that have vulnerabilities and stuff like that. So they can make sure that their servers aren't going to get hacked from customers that are using bad, bad plugins and stuff like that. So that's kind of like uh, considered cream of the crop. You pay more for it, but you get a lot more for it as well. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, of managed. Yeah. I, I think, I think currently like the serverless architecture is being kind of led by Amazon. It's their uh, Aurora serverless hosting. Um, I, I don't really know too much about it. I know like Pagely has their North stack, which is based on, that service, but um, yeah, I, I couldn't begin to 
to give too much of an opinion on that at, at this time, but it, it seems like it's going to be possibly something of, of the future as well. So maybe uh, next year, episode uh, 232, we, we touch on that or something. Yeah. Oh, Alex uh, Nyberg mentioned in the chat, shared hosting isn't necessarily hundreds of sites, it's hundreds of accounts. And each account can typically create unlimited amounts of websites. So it's usually, you know, potentially thousands of, of websites on one server. Yeah. Good point, Alex. Which, w- yeah, which, which I guess uh, we can talk about kind of, you know, maybe, the, maybe the pros and cons of, uh, of each without going too horribly in, into detail. Um, off, off the top of my head, a, a big con of, uh, of shared hosting is, is one uh, sharing resources and you're all sharing, you know, uh, CPUs and, and the resources of, of that server. So if, if one, one site, you know, think of it as like one of your neighbors, maybe on your block is like using up all, all like, you know, the power, you know, that, that goes into the neighborhood and your lights are flickering. Uh, that's a, that's a possibility. There can be like one bad seed on that shared hosting platform that's causing your site to run slow um, or internet another, bandwidth or internet shared, bandwidth. Shared yeah. Um, yeah. A, another thing I, I can think of is kind of like cross contamination um, between, you know, if one of your neighbors, their site gets hacked and um, you know, there, there's a, there's a possibility of like cross contamination uh, in, into your sites as well. So I think, I, I know I've actually dealt with both of those in the past. Have you guys ever had any of those issues? Absolutely. I'll let someone else talk first, though. Yeah, I haven't I run haven't. into that than being corrupted by somebody else's. So there, I, uh, I've experienced the cross-contamination. I used to use HostGator back in the day, way back in the day. And I did everything right. It was shared hosting. It was a account, unlimited websites. So I had a bunch of websites. And... I had my site locked down using iTheme security uh, and had every setting turned on. It was like four knocks. No one was getting in. It was like totally overkill. However, none of that mattered. My site still got hacked because of the cross-contamination. I think I've heard it described too as like a, a lateral hack or something where it comes across accounts, something like that. And it had nothing to do with what I was doing. Um, but because of, uh, a, a neighbor, I, my, my site got hacked and it happened not once, but twice on HostGator. And so that was kind of the last straw for me. And then I went from like bottom tier hosting to top tier hosting and, and went to, to WP engine. I actually wore this shirt totally by accident today. So <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've had the same experience and, um, you know, coincidence or not, it was another EIG company, Bluehost. And, um, this was, I don't know, geez, eight, eight years ago when I first moved to Prescott here and I was working for a radio group and managing all their websites and stuff. And they had Bluehost and, um, yeah, we, we got hit like hard one time with cross contamination. I'm talking like porn links and Viagra discounts and and fun stuff. Um, yeah. And (laughs) yeah, even like there was like a, uh, like Al Qaeda, like terrorist group. I don't, I don't mind have been somebody just acting like it, but they put up this like overtook it and put up a page on one of the sites that was like, you know, uh, death to Americans or something. It, it was, it was kind of crazy. So, um, yeah, so, so that was interesting. And I, I think, I think around that time is when I, I really started to like examine and, and starting to look into hosting because yeah, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a breach on our site. So I was somewhat well-versed in, um, in website security, but not so much the hosting side of it. 
and a quality host really, really does make a big difference. And I, I'm, I'm not here to say like Bluehost is a terrible host or HostGator is a terrible host, or I, I think it can happen with almost any shared hosting um, platform. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure they have different measures in place to prevent it. But, yeah. um, but what's well, crazy is, as I mentioned, uh, people have different experiences because even though we've had those experiences and I would never use any of those companies ever. I've heard people that be like, Oh, I love HostGator. I love Bluehost. I've never had a problem. It's like, it's so inexpensive service is great, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, people can have just like drastically different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's such a loaded topic. Yeah. It's, it's like anything else in life. I mean, like, um, you know, let's say you grew up in a city that has kind of a high crime rate. Maybe somebody hasn't ever been a, a victim of a crime and they love the city and they think it's great. But then somebody else has had their house broken into several times and, you know, their car vandalized and, and things. So I don't think it's something that like affects every every single person on the server. But but once it does, you're definitely shy of their service and and looking elsewhere. You know, all, all it takes is something little like that to, to make you kind of jump ship. And, it, you know, it, it could happen at the next place you, you move into, you know. So so who's to say? Um well, no, I can't you said that, we're doing. Oh, go ahead, Tammy. Oh, that's okay. I can't say that I've had experience with uh, cross contamination with hosting, but what I can say is that I have suffered from having my email blacklisted. Mm. Um, when I used to be with HostGator, it happened over and over again. I would constantly have to um, get the websites whitelisted and and clients will call and panic. Oh, my webs, my email aren't coming through. And so those were common problems that I found with, uh, that caused me to finally leave them after like seven years and, uh, yeah. move on to a two hosting. So these are a lot of cons and the pro for this. Cause everybody, you know, we said we're doing pros and cons. The pro is one word. It's cheap, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the thing. That's why everybody ends up on these things, you know? And, and you've got like sort of the GoDaddy effect where they have a huge marketing budget and they advertise and it's $3. I mean, literally $3.99 or something, whatever it is a month. So that's how they end up getting you. But like, like the guys have been saying, it's, they're not all created equal either. And Corey kind of name dropped EIG, which is... EIG stands for Endurance International Group. If you build websites and you do not know what this is, go leave this right now and go Google that because you got to learn about them. EIG is this conglomerate that basically started buying up all of the smaller and not even all that small um, hosting companies, even ones that had good reputations. And, you know, like Bluehost is one that comes to mind that they were amazing. They were awesome. And they got bought by EIG and every single one of the companies they buy, they just tank them. The customer service goes down. The actual service goes down, like literally goes down. It, you know, everything just, it gets wrecked, but, but they all maintain their same branding and their same everything. So it's, if you don't know to look for it, it can be, it can be tricky to catch. Yeah. They, it's like, they try to hide it too. So you have to like, there's like web pages that will list them all and you have to kind of like consult those web pages because you won't really find it on the hosting company's website typically uh, or at least i haven't really looked that hard but it's not something that's promoted because uh, it's not really like a, a badge of honor because of their reputation um, but one thing that stephanie mentioned uh, about 
shared hosting not being created equal. Um, we, you know, we talked about a few really bad ones. One, so there's two that come to mind. They're actually good. So WP engine, even though it's in the managed category, their base level plans are actually shared hosting. And Alex, uh, Alexander Nyberg, again, mentioned in the chat, um, that, uh, a company he's familiar with in Sweden does this and WP engine does it also where they have, even though it's technically shared hosting, they have additional, uh, things in place to where, um, to avoid the no- noisy neighbor, um, epidemic where if you have someone that's sucking up resources, it'll slow down your site. And so what they do is if you're on a server with a lot of sites, and I actually heard this from a friend of mine who, uh, is a support. He's actually a trainer now for WP engine, but he was a support tech. Um, but they have scripts. So if, if you're on a server and it's a pretty quiet server, not a lot of activity and you, your site, you're doing like a huge launch driving a ton of traffic. Well, you, it'll allow you to use up more resources because the other sites aren't using those resources. But the second, some of those other sites start to, you know, promote a product launch, you know, whatever, and start needing more resources. Well, then it's going to basically limit you because it needs to kind of fairly allocate. So uh, it's not going to, it's not like a free for all, like most shared hosting, um, but it does have some program things programmed in place to allow you to use more resources when other customers aren't using it. Um, So that's one thing. And then another really good shared hosting is SiteGround. Um, I've heard amazing things about SiteGround for years and I finally created a account with it just as an additional hosting account for like test sites, demo sites. And I've had a great experience. Um, And actually Nick Roach has mentioned in all of their testing, SiteGround is consistently the best shared hosting that works with Divi. So that's worth a lot for Divi chat, right? Yeah, I've actually had I've had the issue with uh, WP Engine on a client site before, and um, basically WP Engine support said one of your you know one other person on the server is using up all these resources and it's affecting your site. And, and WP Engine is one of those like platforms you don't expect to you know because you hear the term like manage WordPress hosting and you think it's like completely different from shared hosting. Um, and, and it and it is in, in a lot of aspects, but it, but it can happen with with really good quality hosts like like WP Engine and some others. Um, another host I was like recently really impressed with that is managed WordPress, but it's shared hosting is InMotion. And a a buddy of mine, um, you know, he had I, I guess we're just naming names, so I'm going to name the host. He was yeah. having a lot of issues with GoDaddy. And, um, his site, his site got hacked and I have a strong hunch. It was a cross contamination, um, type hack like that. And, um, so I said, look, let's get you off, you know, let's get you off GoDaddy. Here's a few hosts for you to kind of, kind of look at, you know, and he's like, you know, bare minimum payment type person. So we settled on in motion. It was the first time I'd ever used them, moved his site over. And like instantly there was a huge like performance, um, increase and you know both of us were pretty super happy with the results um, it's not something that our company's used or anything I've used in the past but um, I, I was I was pretty impressed by their results see this is again one of those reasons why it's a loaded topic because I've had a terrible experience within motion yeah uh, it was years ago when I was uh, working for a software company as a marketing coordinator and they had in motion hosting everything was fine until a server crashed and yeah, it, it ended up being a big ordeal. And, uh, even though we were paying for, uh, 
premium backups, they basically, they lost the backups. And because I had installed a backup plugin, I was able to recover most of the site. Um, but anyways, yeah. So yeah, yeah everyone yeah, always just has that, different That's experience. a definite nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And, and this client's one that like, they update their site maybe once a quarter or something. And, um, you know, it's like a golf car shop and they, you know, they'll put up a few new golf cars and things, but they're not super like, in, you know, into, into their website at this time. So, um, yeah, it, it was just, you know, the first time I'd used them and I'm sure like everybody with any host has had like a bad experience, you know, or like, you know, you yeah. can find some person who's had a, who's had a bad experience, you know, their companies running, um, software and hardware which has issues and then it's all being monitored by humans who we we all have uh, our our faults being humans and we <laughs> make make mistakes at times which affects other things so well i feel like i feel like hosting is like a moving target every time i uh refer someone to a hosting company something goes wrong inevitably <laughs> 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 i feel like yeah. i can't really trust any host but I will say that I'm pretty satisfied with A2 hosting. And what we've done yeah. is um, we're also trying Cloudways. I moved one website over to Cloudways to see if we like, you know, the performance there. And so far, we're liking that too. Yeah. And, and, and we've, we've been forced, I can talk to you about it later, Tammy, but to pull away from A2 for... Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A2 is another divisive one. A2, I mean, some pe people who love A2 really love it. And I, like when I was doing research a couple of years ago, there was so many good comments in all the groups and stuff that I, I tried them out. I had literally my worst experience ever. Oh, wow. Um, but I know a lot of people who have a great experience. Tom Jensen, he, me and him go back and forth on this all the time because he loves them. He has had no, no problems. Everything moves smoothly and, you know, the price is good. I use SiteGround and um, I mean, I know I should probably get off shared, but it's like, like, yeah. Like you guys were saying, SiteGround is uh, one. Of, one yeah, of the and, and one of my good friends, one of mine and Tim's good friends. He, uh, you know, he used to be like the CMO for A2, and we used to like, you know, preach him from the from the rooftop. Aspen Grove did at least. Tim's always been a WP Engine guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, Co Corey, he's he's not a different Corey. He's yeah. not there anymore. And not uh, the real Corey. Not well, not <laughs> the Corey with an E who spells his name incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> who I think was on our last like hosting episode, right? Like last year sometime or i can't even remember how long ago i think Maybe. he's been on, a, been on a few yeah 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 i i similar i uh actually referred kind of like what you said tammy i recommended a2 hosting and uh it they and they actually kind of had a, like a rough year last year i think it was and so as soon as i recommended them like the person's site went down and like had tons of issues blah blah, blah. so they ended up moving the site to flywheel um, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I, in my opinion, best shared, like best, like non-managed shared hosting is SiteGround. Um, I've, I've been testing them out for a while now and I have never had a single issue it's, and it's really fast too, for shared hosting. I'll tell you what else. Their support is amazing, which there's a lot to be said for that because stuff's going to go wrong. You're going to have weird little issues. I mean, it's, it's technology. So you know, but, um, man, their, their support is responsive. And if you don't get the answer right away, you can escalate and they, they, they handle it. So that's, to me, that's like worth it right there. Yeah. And another thing I love about companies like SiteGround and WP engine and, and even some of the companies that we may have, um, maybe shed some bad light upon, 
but they're like super involved in the, in the WordPress community. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this goes beyond just like having a booth at a, at a WordCamp or something like that. I mean, you know, uh, SiteGround in Nashville, last night I was there, took my wife and I out to lunch, or I mean, out to dinner and, you know, asked us about our experience and, and you know, just was really interested in, in, uh, in, in my perspective on, on uh, hosting in, in general. And yeah, it, it seems like they really care about the community. Um, you know, we can, there's all kinds of bad things floating around, like we said about EIG and GoDaddy, but I mean, both EIG, Bluehost and GoDaddy are like, I mean, they, they basically pay people these like pretty awesome salaries um, to work on WordPress core full-time. Um, you know, the WordPress security lead, um, he's, he's paid, sponsored by GoDaddy. Um, so he's basically, you know, um, you know, one, one of the night, the night's watch, uh, between the rest of the world and, and WordPress and this guy, Aaron, he's, you know, sponsored by GoDaddy to kind of be the security lead. Um, same with Bluehost. They, they have like WordPress core people that they sponsor and they pay to focus solely on, um, on WordPress, which is great. And, it, and it's needed. Um, even though WordPress is open source, you need those like main contributors that are, you know, that's, that's their job pretty much. So yeah. that yeah. is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So have you all like- found, found that a uh, different managed hosting uh, offer different levels of access to like uh, the source files of the website? Had a client that had a problem with um, GoDaddy and it was something as simple as they needed to have a plugin folder deleted because they couldn't reinstall the plugin, but had to go through GoDaddy's technical support just to go into the file system. They couldn't FTP in? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, wasn't that yeah. strange? Have you all ever, ever experienced that? Is that normal? Because I know WP engine you can. Mm. I, well, yeah, I, I've, I, seen, I've seen limitations on the file structure, but it's with like managed hosting. Um, where you actually have to like SFTB and to, to, you know, go into the file structure. There's not like a C panel or something like, like that in place where you can go into the file manager, but. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've never oh. seen that. Cause yeah, all like WP engine and flywheel, the two managed hostings I've used, they, they both allow full FTP. Mm-hmm. Um, they they think- don't use C panel, do they Tim? No, they both, and that was actually what I thought we could talk about next was um, they both have their own custom panels because we've kind of been talking about more performance, reliability, a little bit of support. But I think like as you know, a lot of our, our, our listeners, viewers are building websites for clients and there's additional tools that you can use at the hosting level to make creating sites easier. So WP Engine and Flywheel, uh, both have custom dashboards. They don't use cPanel. They don't use Plesk. They have their own custom stuff. And they have a lot of tools built in, like um, automatic nightly backups, one-click staging. Um, you can clone sites, clone installs. Um, you can take a backup from a different site and then use that to create a new site. Um, things like that that make it really handy uh, for when you're creating a lot of sites. If you just have one site, okay, those things are still useful. Right. But uh, when you're creating a lot of sites for clients, th- to me, those things add value. And so that's why I'm willing to pay more for WP Engine is not having to worry about um, adding a backup plugin or anything like that, not having to, to set up additional security plugins. Um, I do have WP Rocket running. WP Rocket's the only one that works with both Flywheel and WP Engine. Um, 
but they still have their own kind of uh, server level caching in place. So anyways, I think those things are, are definitely add a lot of value to specifically managed hosting because um, to me, hosting goes beyond just like a fast website, a reliable website. It's the stuff that kind of is bundled with it too. So, yeah. And, and, and must manage WordPress um, from my experience, and you, you can kind of correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Tim. Um, and, and this includes WP engine and I like it because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really familiar with web development and, and WordPress, but is, um, you know, like, like you just, yeah, you don't have that file manager or, you know, thing where, you know, where you can just like go in from the back end and click on it and see your files. You do have to SFTPN uh, to get your file structure and, and stuff like that. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's true. One thing I think is a plus with Flywheel specifically is when you have an account, you have, you can have one account level FTP um, or not one, you can create more, but uh, when your, your default one is uh, allows you to access all of your sites through FTP, because with WP Engine, for example, you have to create a new FTP account for each site. Yeah. And so you have to set that up. I use Coda for FTP. And so it's kind of annoying to have to go in and add the FTP you know, server and username and password. Where Flywheel, it's just set up once and you have access to all the sites, similar to a typical like shared hosting when you have an unlimited where you have that like, like server root instead of like the, the site specific. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's one plus on flywheel side is every account on flywheel is a VPS and you have access, you can have an FTP account that has access to all the sites on your account where fly or where WP engine is every, every site separate, which is kind of annoying. So speaking of access, uh, I've gone round and round on how to resell hosting. I know, um, you know, because we all have tons of sites we're hosting, right? But most of those, the large majority are client sites. So how do you do that, right? How Do you, um, I mean, the things I've considered are buying a reseller package uh, or just buying enough server space and charging money for it um, or just sending a client, like Tammy said, like recommending um, a service, a uh, hosting like a, like provider. Yeah. Like an affiliate link or saying like, go sign up for them. Do, do you guys have thoughts on that? Cause I, I went through all this and I, I think like, to me, the, just referring somebody, most of my clients are not like, that's a nightmare for them. They don't know what to sign up for that. Yeah, sure. It goes in on their credit card, but they, you know, it's like, and then they have to give me their passwords and they don't know how to do that without emailing it, you know, like they have to give you access, which is just backwards. And, and so I thought like, okay, well, maybe I'll do reseller, but I can't, I don't know. I don't like any of the reseller packages I've looked at. like SiteGrounds. I'm just not wild about it. So what I ended up doing is I just have an affiliate account. And when somebody wants to sign up for hosting, I just charge them myself and I go in, use my own affiliate account and sign up an account for them with their credit card, all their stuff. No, I just charge them and I use my own. And then, uh, um, and then that way um, it, it's separate so that if I, cause I had it before on, sh on a shared plan, but it's like, if they ever want to go away, if they ever want to leave, like you can't hand them the keys to that. Cause it's too linked into other things. And it was just too complicated. So I use a separate email address and uh, set up a whole nother. So that's how I handle it. But I, I don't feel like it's the best way, but. Yeah. I've kind of had a challenge with that too. And I've done both where I've charged the the company and they pay me i set it up on my account i manage it everything and that's kind of like 
you know, the full maintenance package uh, with hosting type of thing. And then I've also done it where I get their credit card. I use my affiliate link. I sign them up on, you know, WP engine or, or whatever. And then I have access to it, but it's their account. Therefore, like they're not tied to me. So they're free to leave. And um, I've done it that way with, with it and without maintenance plans too. Um, so I like having like a clean break. And so um, the times where I've charged clients, it's usually a client that I trust, have a good relationship with. I know there's not going to be any issues. And so it's okay that I, you know, am managing everything on my own, you know, server accounts type of thing. I can always migrate it off later, but um, typically I like to take, get their credit card from them and then uh, sign up, sign them up using my affiliate link. That way it's separate, but. And then go shopping a little bit. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, by experience. I mean, how, but again, isn't that an issue a little bit too? Like to me, that's not a smooth transition that like, I didn't, I didn't like doing it that way. I'd rather be able to send them a bill and they can type their credit card information in and you know, I don't yeah. have to have that. I don't have to get it over the phone or write it on a piece of paper. It's like, I promise I'll shred it or, you know, like, right. or have them yeah. email that, which is even worse <laughs> than emailing your passwords, you know? The reason I went that route is trying to get them to go sign up for an, a, an account, put in their credit card, make sure they click my link for affiliate, uh, and then be able to right. give me access to everything. It was easier for them to give me the credit card over the phone because people are used to that reading credit cards, you know, to buy stuff or typing it in credit cards, that sort of thing. I never had issues with it. It's not as smooth as I would like, but it allowed me to be able to have more control over the account process and, and, and all of that and have access. I get get the exact place you're in. Like, I'm not hating on your choice. I'm just saying all these things. And it's like, I don't know. So somebody um, uh, who Eric in the chat asked what I didn't like about their reseller. And I, it's been a while since I've looked at all the details, but it was like, you have to buy a block in advance. Like you have to buy so many units or I forget what the terminology is for it. Have you guys looked into site grounds? I haven't, but I'm, I've been a reseller for like 15 years and I don't have a problem doing it. Uh, on site ground? Well, no, not on site ground. I, okay. I'm a yeah, reseller on A2 hosting, but uh, for all the times that I've been in web developing, I, for the most part, have always used a reseller account. That way I could set up, a, I could set up yep. websites right away. All a person needs to do is give me the domain name they prefer. And yep. it's easy for me to do that. But um, also too, for those who decide they want to get their own hosting, it's still as simple as transferring the site to another host, just like you would if you were transferring your own. So sure. I but, definitely... Um, Works is for the me. billing for reseller? Do you do the billing, or are they responsible for? Or is is uh, in your case a two handling the billing information and and charging? No, I bill all of my customers um, individually, and I only host those that allow us to maintain the website. So everyone that to, we host are custom uh, clients, customers of ours. Do you have to pay per instance then, like? Or it's you. You have a. You just bought a reseller package. I bought a reseller package, and so much. Yes, and um, I can just use as many. It's shared hosting, so. Yeah, Um, and then they get their own login and everything. Like they could log into their own hosting account. Oh, okay, their own cPanel account. Okay, yes, they have their own cPanel. And then you can just log in with one and get to all of theirs. Like I have like a thousand. Which should be like, 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 like going through, I don't know, like I know on VPS, 
Um, you know, you have like a WHM or something where you can manage like all the different cPanel accounts from there. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that all, all shared hosting offers that. And I, I'm not sure if, uh, if SiteGround probably doesn't, but I, I know VPS, uh, the reseller stuff, you have like a WHM where mm -hmm. you can kind of manage all those cPanel accounts from. Yeah, no, right. the, well, their reseller account might, but I don't, I don't use yeah. that. I just have all separate accounts and it's really mm -hmm. clunky and cumbersome. The, yeah, the WHM really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our take on it is, um, yeah, kind of like Tammy mentioned, unless they're letting us maintain their sites, we're not, we're not also hosting our sites and ours. Now we have like our own uh, dedicated server. So if you're not letting us maintain your site and we don't know that you're going in and like updating your software and stuff, we don't want you on our server. <laughs> right. So, so you have to sign up for our maintenance and hosting and hosting package, uh, you know, to be on ours, but we have, we have dedicated servers. We host, um, we hope we'll host our clients on those. And then we, we bill them quarterly, biannually, whatever it is, however they want to pay um, to be on our servers. Now, if they don't want to do the maintenance package, um, we'll use an affiliate link. Um, but it, we've never really gotten into the reseller packages with like hosts and stuff like that. It, I don't know. I've, I've been around it, for, you know, I, I've tried to get involved in it and it always seemed kind of like cumbersome to me and I've just never, I, I never took to it really. So I've always preferred just like billing, you know, billing people myself and then just setting them up with their own, um, you know, with their own cPanel or, you know, their own account or whatever it might be. So. So wait, you build them or the hosting company builds them? We, we build them because we're the hosting you company. Build okay. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> but they're getting everything from you. You're a one-stop shop. You're building it. You're maintaining it. You're hosting it. And I, I think for a lot of clients, that makes a lot of sense because they don't want to have to think about other things. Like you're their web guy. You're their web company. So um, like everything yeah. related to that, like that's who, who they go to. And, you know, they're paying, you know, monthly, yearly, you know, whatever, plus the the design of the site. So it makes a lot of sense, especially for those clients that just don't, they don't want to think about it. Yeah. And, and when I say our server, um, it's our, like we have our own dedicated servers. I mean, you can literally like watch a, you know, like watch like a video stream of them installing like your own personal server, but it's not like I'm the one in there, you know, handling all the server architecture and, and hardware and stuff. Uh, we use a company called uh, high velocity and they take care of like the server running and things like that. Um, so if there's an issue, we can contact their support and they're, they're awesome. Uh, but we also have Alex on, on our team and also Jonathan, who's our lead developer, who's, who's pretty server savvy. And between the two of them, I mean, we basically buy a, a server that has nothing installed on it. We install our own operating system. We use Plesk, um, which, which is, you know, we have to pay a license for. It's like 15 a month um, for, you know, for the Plesk license. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of handle all the other stuff. But the really cool thing is that, since those people on our team know how to tweak it, we can say, okay, our sites are running a little slow. What's going on? Alex can go in there, adjust a few things and get it, you know, humming again, um, which, which is, really which nice. is great for us. It, it would have been scary a couple of years ago before like Jonathan was on with this full time. And before Alex came on board, because I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out great for us. So if somehow you're in that situation or, You've gone to like ITT Technical Institute. You know what to do. Um, <laughs> and you're, you're way smarter than I am on that stuff. And uh, the, yeah, I, I think it's a good route. So, That's awesome. 
Yeah, <laughs> I I'm not in terms of like like the the technical details of of hosting and servers. Like that's not my thing. I don't want to think. I just want it to work. And so that's why I don't have a an Alex on on my team. And so uh, that's why I go the manager route with WP Engine, a dedicated server. It's very expensive. If you think of WP Engine shared hosting being expensive, their dedicated servers are insane. Uh, I've been sort of happy with it. Uh, not as happy as I would want to be. Oh, it's insanely expensive. Month. You're sort of happy. That's horrible. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I mean, it's like six grand a year uh, for the dedicated. Oh. Yeah. So I'm debating if I'm going to uh, jump ship. What's that? Yeah. We, we pay about that for um, for like two for dedicated two. servers pro- probably. And probably not even, not even that. Um, I, I don't know if, off the top of my head the pricing. But uh, yeah, we have a couple of like huge dedicated servers for a, a pretty decent I, price. And I get that it's right at a certain scale, you know, like when you hit a certain point that that's the right move. Once you yeah. can do all that stuff. I just have no, I have no desire. And I don't, I don't want the responsibility is mostly what it is. It's not that I just that I don't want to learn how to do it. I don't want that on me. Cause like if a website goes down at, 2 a.m. on a Friday night, like, I don't want that phone call. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I want them to come. I want them to be able to have a chat where they can just go and talk to somebody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah that, that's another thing too. I mean, a server going down is one thing if you have a dedicated server, obviously they're going to take care of that. But if like, if a single like website on that server goes down on a dedicated server, you know, it, it's, it's not going to be immediately taken care of by the, by the hosting company. Yeah, I should probably mention that my dedicated server is for one site and one site only, divilife.com. Oh. I don't put oh any God. client sites, uh, none yeah. of my other sites. Yeah. My other sites are on a, on, on a different WP Engine plan. But yeah, I mean, when it's e-commerce and you have transactions, like you want to rely on it and not, you know, have to worry about, you know, a noisy neighbor issue or anything like that. But yeah, it's WP Engine's not cheap. No, but, but they have a great reputation, so. Yeah. And they just bought Flywheel, so we're going to see what happens there. Oh. So that we, makes sense why that would be a real nervous thing for you if you're committing too much money and resources and everything. We, we did have a question in the chat, and I'm not sure if this is the, the best episode to address this directly, is I'm not overly familiar with some of the details, but I, I am a little bit. Which are the, the cPanel licensing pricing hikes? Um, which I don't know. I, I think the average person, it's not going to like affect us directly. I think that it's the large hosting companies in general that are going to look at this and, and maybe, maybe switch away from cPanel, but cPanel hiked its pricing on its like largest, um, volume customers, which are obviously, uh, hosting companies. Um, I, 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 I think if the hosting company decides to stick with them, I don't think it's going to like make a huge effect on pricing. I mean, maybe, you know, your pricing might go up like 20 to, you know, 40 cents or something like that. Um, I, do you know much about that, Tim? No, I don't. Personally, I, I really don't like cPanel. The only hosting, cause I have, I have a account with Flywheel, WP Engine and SiteGround currently, technically A2 as well, but I don't use it. Um, and so SiteGround is the only one that uses cPanel cause the account I have with A2 uses Plesk. Um, and I try to stay away from cPanel. I, I feel like it's kind of outdated. It's clunky. It does uh, look super to, outdated, doesn't it? Yeah. Compared to like WP Engine and Flywheel, they're custom control panels. 
like they, they're probably not as powerful or I know they're not as powerful than what cPanel can do, but you have everything that you need to do in a really well-designed, easy to use fashion. And so, you guys, um, uh, yeah. Remember Media Temple? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Media Temple's still around. They're, they're owned by GoDaddy now. Yeah, they tanked too. I used to love them. I was so sad when I had to move away from them. They had their, they had a, a custom kind of, it they, wasn't. They were, they were on Plesk. Was it? I don't think so. I think it was their own thing. They might be now. Really? I'm talking like 10 years yeah, ago. I mean, last time I used them, which was probably like eight years ago, I, I think they were on Plesk, but um, I, I can check. But I personally like. Well, you like, don't have we, to. I, I just, I, I yeah, love their yeah. interface though, because it was yeah. like custom and they kept it up. And then when I went to cPanel, I was like, ugh, but um but it's so useful like if you're using if you have to help clients with other kind of hosting setups or you know whatever for whatever reason it's it is really useful to just okay. know cpanel yeah, because yeah they're they're plesk now and i i love plesk i mean i had never i I'd, I'd used them briefly with uh, media temple back in the day but then alex installed them on our new servers and it's like to me it's such a breath of fresh air compared to cpanel nice. it seems like an upgrade and there's all kinds of really cool features um and plesk and we we kind of i mean the plus license is kind of what people are complaining about with cpanel right now but i i think it's worth it with plesk um yeah and and the cpanel price hikes i'm seeing they raise some of their tiers and it's like 20 cents a month more per each site if you go over the the tier package so i don't i don't see how it's going to directly affect customers but i do maybe see like in the future hosting companies getting away from cpanel because of that so we'll we'll see yeah and, and didn't plus completely redesign because i guess in the past it wasn't as well liked but i've used the the new version as well and i i, I thought it was great too so hopefully yeah people will start to adopt plus uh, because the new version is really well designed mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely thing. like one of our geekiest episodes ever Oh, for sure. Uh, one thing, though, that I think is worth talking about is hosting acquisitions. I mean, we've talked about it a lot already, but has there been I, the WP Engine flywheel acquisition is way too early to tell, but has there been a hosting acquisition that actually is a positive thing? Because we've talked about EIG, <laughs> great question. GoDaddy purchasing Media Temple, and then it, Stephanie, you didn't like it anymore because of that. Like, is there one that like it actually ended up being for the better? Um, I'm, Corey, I know Pressable, uh, I've met some of their team, but I know you guys are close with them. They're technically owned by Automatic, right? And they seem like they're pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really think that was, a, that was an acquisition. I, I think Automatic um, spun up Pressable, if, if I'm not. Oh, correct. they did? Oh. Yeah, which, which makes sense. I mean, um, really, like, you know, one of the largest hosts in the world is probably like WordPress.com. <laughs> you know, and so it, it makes, and, and uh, correct me if I, I might be wrong and um, don't quote me on that, but I, I thought that they kind of spun up Pressable um, from Automatic. But yeah, I mean, uh, WordPress in general has been um, a hosting company for a long time from WordPress.com. You know, they, it's a huge like multi-site network and um, they host like a ton of, ton of websites. So yeah, Pressable is, a, is another managed host, WordPress right. host that I think is awesome. Good thing you said don't quote you on it because I just saw on the Pressable about page it says after an acquisition by Automatic the architecture behind Pressable uh, was okay. built from the ground up, resulting in industry accolades. But you were kind of right though because like they used they rebuilt Pressable. They, they used the architecture WordPress, probably yeah. from WordPress. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. yeah so good thing I said don't quote me on that. So we're, we're both kind of running out of time, but um, we haven't really talked about anything Divi specific. The only thing I can kind yeah. of think of is uh, like that 
affects Divi specifically in my personal experience is the PHP version. And if you've got a host that won't upgrade their PHP version, then you're SOL. Yeah, yeah um, and not just version, but other other PHP settings. Um, yeah, I think even right now, like um, Divi, I think uh, Divi is recommending to upgrade even from like 7.1 to like 7.2 um, and, and their, you know, support recommendations. So, yeah, I mean, beyond even just like the PHP version, there there's other PHP settings that Elegant Themes recommends that do actually make an impact on your Divi website's performance. And you have to like allocate these like server resources towards yeah. a page builder, really not just Divi. I think it's like all page builders because I think Elementor and Beaver Builder and some of the other ones probably have similar needs, um, yeah. you know, to perform. But like, the you memory know- Memory and the upload sizes and all of that. Well, uh, upload, upload size is one of those they say, but it does. I don't think it actually affects like your your Divi site. Maybe not Divi specific, but it is in inconvenient. Word, WordPress, yeah. I mean, if, if you're, you know, if you're set at like two megabytes or something like that, max upload, then you're not going to be able to upload a lot of files. Uh, yeah, post max size, max execution time. Uh, you know, we actually have a, we have a hosting article that we have linked in our, in our menu um, on Divi space that kind of outlines all those and talks all about Divi hosting. It's something we've kind of become like passionate about recently because for our like support team we're affected by it every day because people are writing to us saying this doesn't work you know and it's like you're not even meeting like divi's recommended settings for for hosting so we're, we're trying to like educate people on on you know hosting settings and things like that yeah the content coming out of divi space regarding hosting has been top notch so definitely check that out um one thing i want to say is about Divi, Divi is a a premium theme. It's gone. It's gone way beyond like a WordPress theme. Like it is full blown software, like built on React. And so, like you can't expect to be on like low tier, cheap shared hosting. Like you need something better than that. And then, in addition to hosting, too, uh, kind of indirectly related is like uh, browser. And um, I think your computer resources also play a part. Um, because you're, you're like, it's a page builder, you're, you're dragging and dropping designing. And so even though it's like being run from the server, like your computer browser resources, all that I think plays a part too. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, Miro has said, told by SiteGround that some of Divi's recommended settings are not available in SiteGround, which is correct. I, I don't know if it has an actual impact on performance, but we've had, We've had several customers come back and we show them those Divi recommended settings. They go to SiteGround and they come back and say, well, they said we couldn't change the, um, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it was, the max execution or something like that. So yeah. I, I'm not sure if it's directly affecting sites necessarily, yeah. but but there, there are some limitations, I think, with certain hosts, uh, PHP settings for sure. Yeah, which is interesting because Nick Roach has definitely said it was either in a blog comment or Facebook group or both that from like they're obviously their supports, you know, looking at different hosting, stuff like that issues when they're troubleshooting and SiteGround is consistently the, the best performing in terms of kind of the popular shared hosting company. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and and some of those resource needs could be offloaded to something else in their server architecture. Like like I know like in our experiments. Um, running like Nginx versus Apache greatly reduces, and, and, and WP engines on Nginx too, 
greatly reduces a lot of those server resource needs, just being on Nginx and the way it kind of handles, um, you know, handles the way Divi operates and stuff. So I, I'm also a big proponent of Nginx. I, that's probably not, I'm, I'm sure we don't have time to dive into that right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what it is, but I don't know how it differs. <laughs> yeah. It's way over my head. Yeah. Well, I learned something recently about SiteGround is that they limit the amount of inodes. Is that the correct way to say that? Are you guys familiar with that? Hmm. Uh, iNodes? Yes. Uh, I had a customer that is um, hosted with SiteGround, and they repeatedly were running out of iNodes per month. And we learned that SiteGround actually puts limits on how many of those you can use. When I looked it up, it, it basically the uh, allocation of resources. So they would run out of resources and get a 500 error okay. on the website. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that referred to as like CPU, but I, I maybe inodes. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure like Alex on our team would, would know more about it. Um, but yeah, a lot of times, like I know with like A2, they'd say like you, you know, maxed out your CPU usage, which may kind of be the same thing. So that makes sense. This, uh, I just Googled it. It says an inode is a record in a disk table which contains information about a file or folder, such as its size, owner, blah, 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 except, um, okay, hold on. The number of inodes on your account equals the number of files and folders you have on it. Mm. Okay. Interesting. I've heard of PHP workers, uh, Liquid Web, for example, they talk a lot about PHP workers specifically. Uh, they've created a managed WooCommerce hosting where they have everything dialed in to like maximize performance with e-commerce. Because a lot of people don't realize e-commerce sites use a lot more resources because the actual like cart and checkout uh, is not cacheable content. It needs to hit the database every time where a typical like homepage, for example, uh, is able to get cash. And so it uses a lot less resources. But when you have um, an e-commerce experience, especially when you have a lot of concurrent transactions happening at the same time, mm -hmm. then um, you need a lot better uh, server and as Liquid Web puts it, uh, more PHP workers. A lot of the other hosting companies don't seem to talk about that as much, but um, that's something to consider too. Is your website e-commerce? Because you're going to need uh, better hosting than if it was just a brochure style website. Or, or else the PHP workers go on strike. <laughs> it was funny because I was actually like researching different hosting. Are and they I was legal? Are they legal <laughs> I was on a sales chat. I don't remember what company it was, but I was asking about PHP workers because, you know, Liquid Web is boasting you get this many for this plan, this many for this plan. And it literally thought the, the person I was talking about, they thought that I was talking about like support or something like that, like actual like human workers. And I was like, no, that's we're not on the same page at all like that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> so. all right well um man I, I i think tim was right before we started this episode we could talk about it for hours and i think tim and i have had our own kind of nerdy conversations have I we mean, bored everyone to tears in the <laughs> i think i think it's been great Is anyone still awake out there I think we covered a, a decent amount of, of different parts of it because there's, again, so many different avenues of hosting. But Yeah, and we could go into more depth about yeah VPS and all, all that other stuff. But uh, And yeah. I'm proud of us. We did pretty good. Nobody got really flamed too bad. We were all pretty balanced. Actually, I'll talk to you after the show, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that concludes uh, today's episode for today. Um, 
Stephanie, do we have any um, reviews or positive feedback like that? Oh, go around again. I, I do have one. I got to okay. find it. I forgot. Well, I was so enthralled. For, for those that are uh, watching right now live on YouTube, um, hit that like button. Or as our awesome smash. moderator Pablo says, smash that like button. Also, Miro got in on the fun today, reminding everyone. So yeah, hitting that like button, that helps us. Also, we only have 1,800 subscribers. So if you could hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. That'll Hitting the bell makes sure that you get an email as soon as we go live or the video's Yeah, and, and while she's looking for a review, that reminds you to leave a review. So yeah, iTunes, um, you know, leave us comments on YouTube if that's easier. Um, yeah. Head on over to our, to our website, divi.chats, uh, is another place you can review past episodes. Um, there you can use our contact form, leave us, uh, episode topic recommendations. We're always looking for those because sometimes we're, you know, redoing topics like this one, which we could probably have done twice a year and not cover everything i'm sure yeah oh and uh speaking of live chat we have an awesome group of regulars so shout out to to our our live chat uh interacting and, and asking questions so we we are live on youtube at 4 p.m central us time just go to uh time zone converter and and convert that into your own time zone um, if you want to watch us live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central U.S. time. Yep, it's a good time. 5, 5 uh, p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I, I was going to remind you, you're on Pacific time now, man. I know. <laughs> I'm still adjusting. Uh, All right, well, okay. if, we, if we can't find it, Stephanie. No, I have. I was, everybody's been still talking. Okay, so here's one from Shelly in Pitch Publication. She says, thank you with four exclamation points thank you for this awesome podcast and sharing your knowledge like some of you i stumbled into web design and management services i appreciate you breaking down every topic from square one and yet still deep diving into the advanced part of each topic please keep up the great work thanks shelly awesome and you're welcome great, I don't know. great to hear feedback like that so once again thanks to everybody for tuning in and thanks special thanks to our live listeners on youtube and we'll uh, see you next week for episode 133. Boom. Peace out, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.